Welcome to the Mom Life Weight Loss Podcast. This podcast is all about ditching diet culture and helping you to end the overwhelm of the weight loss industry. I'm Laura, a registered dietitian and mom. I'm super passionate about coaching moms to successfully lose weight by helping them keep it simple. I'll be sharing tips, nutrition information, and actionable strategies. Plus, I'll be your coach to keep you motivated so you can lose weight, keep it off, and be your best you. All right, let's get started. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Mom Life Weight Loss. This week, I'll be talking with you about how you can eat less and feel full. I'll start by just again going over what a calorie deficit is. Then I'm going to teach you about a concept called protein and volumetrics. I'll give you some real life examples and then I'll put all of it together for you. Make sure you stick around until the end because I'll be sharing the tip of the episode. It's going to involve you applying these concepts to a meal or snack in your day and of course setting a goal to go along with it. So don't miss it. All right, let's get started. I'm sure after you read the title of this episode, you're wondering if it's all about how I'm crazy. Really, you can eat less and feel full, and I'm going to tell you all about it. I can't really ask people to lose weight by eating less and moving more and then expect you to have sustainability if you're feeling hungry all the time. Nobody likes a hangry mom. Just like I talked about last week, in a rudimentary way, calories give us energy. 3,500 calories equals one pound. If we reduce our intake over one week by 3,500 calories, that is going to equal one pound of loss a week in a very, very simplistic way. Don't take my word for that. Obviously, it's not this simple. For definition's sake, this is what we consider to be a calorie deficit. Now, you might be getting hungry just listening to me talk about this, and this is a huge barrier to most people. Eating less to them means that they are going to feel hungry all the time, and we hate hunger. So I hope that through this episode, I'm going to help you kick this perception to the curb, and I'll have converted you to come over to the dark side with me by the end of the episode. Protein and Volumetrics is a concept and title that I learned from two dietitians that I worked with for a number of years and actually continue to work with to this day. The first dietitian is Cassandra Reed, and she runs a private practice in Toronto, and I am going to link her contact information and website in the show notes so that you guys can go check her out, her private practice is called Cassandra Reed and Associates and also Jacqueline Pritchard. I've mentioned her in my first episode. We work together at Cleveland Clinic Canada. She's kind of like my first mentor in the weight loss world. So I worked with Jacqueline and Cassandra at Cassandra's private practice in Toronto prior to moving up to Collingwood. And I actually do still do virtual work with Cassandra because it's always good to collaborate with other dietitians. And I will link both Cassandra and Jacqueline's information in my show notes so you can go check them out because they're also great dietitians. 
You can find these show notes on my website, lauravermander.com slash podcast. Click on episode six and you'll find their information there. Again, that's lauravermander.com slash podcast, episode six. I love this concept because it is so simple and I really am striving to help you keep all of this simple. The overall concept is the balance of protein and volume will keep you feeling full longer, increase your energy, and help you stop overeating at your next meal. So let's break it all down together. Starting off with protein. Protein is for satisfaction, satiety, muscle, and metabolism. Protein generally serves us two main purposes. It helps us feel full longer, and it helps us maintain our muscle mass. Obviously, if we're going to eat less, i.e. have a calorie deficit, we're going to want to feel full longer in between our meals and snacks. It helps you not feel starving at your next meal, and that helps you make a better and smarter food decision. Because when you're hungry or starving, your brain is essentially like, give me all the carbs. Your brain only uses carbohydrates for energy, and so when you are hungry and your blood sugar is dipping, your brain is signaling to you that it wants carbs, and that is why often when you are feeling quite hungry, that is what you gravitate towards. If you're not starving, then you're more set up to help yourself make a more balanced decision. It's essentially like when you go to the grocery store on an empty stomach and you come home with all the snacks. It's the same thing as trying to make a meal on an empty stomach. This concept of including protein brings you closer to longer lasting success because it eliminates this crash and burn scenario where you're making food decisions with not a good balanced stomach and mind to make a healthy choice. The other aspect that's important with protein is it helps with our muscle mass. And even if you're not, you know, pumping iron with all the meatheads at the gym, it really is important that we become aware of maintaining and building our muscle mass, especially for females, because it can help us with our metabolism and it's really, really great for our bone health. And added bonus, it can help you pick up that screaming toddler off the store floor and march them out like a surfboard and minimize the level of embarrassment that you feel in that moment. Not that that's ever happened to me before. Finally, although sometimes I think it may seem obvious, I do get lots of questions about foods being proteins. So let's just go through some of the categories right now so that we can be super clear about what foods count as proteins. So it breaks out into a couple of categories. The first category is meat and eggs. Meat and eggs would be, you know, your poultry, your beef, and eggs, obviously. And we'll throw fish into that and seafood into that category as well. Then we've got your dairy foods and all your dairy alternatives. So milk, cheese, yogurts, and all your alternatives. You just need to be mindful with alternatives. Soy beverage alternatives have protein in them. 
but nut milks and oat milk and all the other milks that are out there, they tend to not actually include a significant source of protein unless they've been fortified with that protein. So don't be fooled by the fact that it's made from a nut. It's not a good source of protein. And then you've got your vegan sources. So, you know, your legumes, your nutritional yeast, nuts and seeds, tofu, edamame, etc. And just a little caveat here is although grains, vegetables, and fruits do contain the amino acids to combine to create a complete protein, they do not provide a significant amount of protein. So when I am explaining it to people, I like to remind them that I do not want this to be your source of protein in a meal. It can be a bonus that you're going to get a little bit of protein from something like that. Ultimately, you should have a source from one of the categories I just mentioned. Okay, so the second half of the protein and volumetrics concept is volumetrics. That's basically volume, and volume is essentially code for vegetables (laughs) and also fiber. We talk about adding volume in because we want you to have a nice full plate of food. Not only is that appealing to your eyes and helps your brain feel satisfied by the look of a nice full meal, It also helps you add in lots of color, gives you lots of nutrients, and adds in that fiber aspect. And fiber is not only good for keeping us feeling full because it takes longer to digest, but it has extra added bonuses of being great for your digestion, your heart health, and gut health. Vegetables, I often consider them unlimited. So essentially, If you've ever done Weight Watchers, actually recently they changed their program and they don't count vegetables anymore as points. So they've also made their vegetables unlimited in their concept. And the idea behind this is I want you to feel like you can eat as many vegetables as your heart desires and your stomach can handle as long as they aren't starchy. So they need to be non-starchy vegetables. So our starchy vegetables, while they are great, they're vegetables, awesome, just know that they do have a little bit of carbohydrate in them and they kind of serve a dual purpose in the nutrition world. So things that are starchy vegetables would be like carrots, potatoes, and your squashes. I'm just gonna do a little sidebar about fruit right now while we're talking about volume and fiber and color. So fruit is not unlimited. I love fruit. I love whatever fruit that you love. I do not care what fruit that you eat. Pick what you like and have it, but it's not unlimited because of course it does contain carbohydrates. So we do want to be aware of how much carbohydrate we're consuming in a day. So one serving is about half a cup or about, you know, the size of your fist. So if you're buying an apple at the grocery store, you make a fist and you kind of want to buy an apple around that size because sometimes they can become gigantic and then they're a bigger serving than one serving. Okay, that's my sidebar about fruit and that's over. So volume is volumetrics, vegetables, fiber. The last hidden component of this whole protein and volumetrics concept is starchy carbohydrates. So now that we've gone through the protein and the volume, and I hope you're feeling confident about how those two things played a role together, there's a little part of the picture that's not in the title, but it is important, and that's the starchy carbohydrates. The key here is portion size. 
And starchy carbohydrates can also help you increase your fiber intake as well as vegetables. So since you've built your plate, including a protein, and now we've got a really good chunk of the plate as our volume and our vegetables, that last remaining spot on our plate is for our carbohydrate. And that's typically how you're going to manage the portion of that because you've basically only left a certain amount of room on your plate for this food item. And the way that you increase your fiber is you always aim to make this a whole grain choice. So you choose, you know, whole grain pasta, brown rice, whole grain breads when you can. That is another great way to increase your fiber outside of having fiber from vegetables. Again, fiber is good for fullness, gut health, heart health, digestion, etc. There's a really great little pie chart that gives a good visual on how you can make your plate using this whole concept. Obviously, in a podcast, I can't show that to you. So what I've done is I've included a handout on this concept in the show notes, and you can go and grab it, and it's going to include this little pie chart visual that's going to give you a good idea of how to build your plate. And then it's also going to you know, detail all those protein categories that that I mentioned and just kind of give you a good overall summary of what I've gone through just now. So you can go and grab that in my show notes. I'll link it there for you, which you can find at lauravermander.com slash podcast episode six. Let's go through some real examples so that you can kind of see this concept in action and it's going to help you apply it to your life and your meals and snacks right now. My first example for you guys is a pasta meal. So let's pretend that we're making pasta with ground beef and a tomato sauce. And the typical way that you would build your plate is, you know, you're going to put your pasta on. Let's pretend it's spaghetti. So we're going to put our spaghetti onto our whole plate. Now our spaghetti is taking up our whole plate. And then we're going to take our ground beef and our tomato sauce. And we're going to put that on top of our plate of spaghetti and then we're like oh it probably should have some greens and so we like add in this side little small bowl of salad on the side however it's like an hour an hour and a half later and you're sort of like jonesing for something to eat and you're like what I just ate dinner this is so crazy why do I feel hungry Well, in comes protein and volumetrics. You're feeling hungry because you ate too much of the starchy carbohydrate and not enough of that protein and fiber. Following our new, let's call it the P&V method, what we're going to do is build our plate in a different way. So here's how you're going to build your plate moving forward. You're going to start off by filling about 25% or a quarter of your plate with your protein, which in this meal is your beef and your sauce. Then you're going to fill at least half of that plate with your vegetable. And this can be anything from a salad, or it can be cooked vegetables that you've added on the side, or maybe you've added vegetables into your sauce. And so you're going to eyeball, you know, your beef and your vegetables coming all together to be about half to 75% of your plate. Now that small slot is left is the remainder for that pasta. So that spaghetti or whatever you're having for that evening. And voila, you have the same meal, but you're feeling much full for longer. And you've managed to create a slight calorie deficit for yourself because more of your plate is vegetables, which obviously are lower in calories than the pasta and the beef. 
Our next example is chicken with rice and grilled vegetables. Can you guys tell that I'm not a very um, elaborate cook in our household? I actually don't really love to cook. I love to bake. So we're just keeping it simple. Chicken with rice and grilled vegetables. So the old you is picking up that piece of chicken breast, then you're filling your plate with rice, and then you're like, ooh. I better throw on a couple of vegetables onto there. And that rice, it's about half your plate. Again, you know, an hour and a half, maybe even two hours later, you're like, ah, I really could go for that cookie that I know is up in the cupboard up there. And you're like, I just ate dinner. What is wrong with me? We're going to bring in the new you who's going to build your plate using our PNV method. So we're going to grab our piece of chicken. And we're going to use our handy portion method, which I've mentioned previously, and you can grab it in my step-by-step guide for starting a food journal, or just give it a quick Google, go to images, and something's going to pop up for you. So you're going to grab your chicken, you're going to make it about the size of the palm of your hand, and you're going to put that on your plate as your protein portion. Then you're going to pile on those vegetables. Again, just like fruit, I don't care what the vegetables are, pick ones that you like. Those vegetables, they're going to be half your plate. And then the remainder, so about a quarter or even less of your plate, is now going to be filled with brown rice. And if you don't want the rice, then skip it. You do you. So this new meal is now keeping you feeling full and satisfied and you're not jonesing for that cookie after dinner. Let's put it all together. Isn't protein and volumetrics such a boring concept? (laughs) Like what dietitians say is so boring. <laughs> I have a girlfriend who's a dietitian. Her name's Abby Sharp. You might know her. She does. Uh, she's a media dietitian. She does. She has, runs a vlog, um, and she always says what dietitians have to say isn't sexy, and it's so true. Like how boring is it that I've sat here and told you about eating more vegetables and protein and a pie chart? Honestly. Boring is simple and simple is what works and what works is what keeps you, you know, happy and satisfied and moving forward and it's generally what you can keep doing for the foreseeable future and if you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you know that I really want you to pick something that you can keep doing for the long term. This concept, when it's applied at meals and snacks, can help you feel full longer, increase your energy, and help you stop overeating. Just to review, our protein is for satisfaction in society, muscle mass, and metabolism, and volumetrics is for volume, fiber, and color. Okay, this brings me to my tip of this episode. This week, my tip is that I am going to strongly recommend that you put the PNV method into action by choosing one meal or snack in your day that you think you could use a little modification with. So think through your day, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Is it that mid-morning snack? Maybe like sometimes you're even skipping the protein portion of the P and V method. And you're like, ooh, lunch doesn't always have a protein. So that's the meal that you should pick. So think through your day, pick one meal or a snack and modify it using this method. I also want you 
of course, to set a SMART goal. So don't just say, oh, okay, you know, yeah, I don't eat enough um, protein at breakfast or whatever it might be. And so I'm going to do that. I actually want you to say, okay, I am going to add nut butter to my toast and enjoy a half a cup of berries Monday, Wednesday, and Friday next week. This episode, I talked all about how you can eat less and still feel full, and I hope you see that I'm not totally crazy. I reviewed the basics of calorie deficits, and I detailed a concept called protein and volumetrics, which helps you feel full longer, increases your energy, and helps prevent overeating. I put it into context with some real-life examples for you, and lastly, my tip this episode is that I'm recommending that you now put this into action by choosing a meal or snack that you can modify. Don't forget to set a SMART goal to keep you on track and share it with me. Message me on Instagram at lauraveweightlosscoach or share your win in my free Facebook group, Moms Supporting Moms with Weight Loss. The link is in my show notes. Thanks for listening. You can find a summary of the show and all the links I mentioned in my show notes, which you can find at lauravermander.com slash podcast. If you're looking for a little bit more community, make sure you join my free Facebook group, Moms Supporting Moms with Weight Loss. The link is in my show notes. Finally, if you like this episode, make sure you follow the show and I'd love if you take a minute to leave a review or share with a friend. All right, excited to chat again next week. Bye for now.